Ryan Breslow is the CEO and founder of a tech startup called Bolt. Last year, he had an idea that he thought would revolutionize his business. I think I was meditating or something, and you know, I had just seen an article on Four Day Work Week or read something about it. So I was meditating, and the idea hit me that this is the way of the future. And I called my COO, Maju, and I said, Maju, I think I have a crazy idea. And he's like, oh boy, all right, what is it? <laughs> and I said, four day work week. And what did he say? He was like, oh. Why do you think it's a crazy idea? Well, it's crazy by societal standards, but it's not crazy at all. It actually makes a ton of sense. I think four-day work week is the most sensible thing that you can do for your organization. I think five days a week is what's crazy. Ryan thought the four-day work week made so much sense, he decided that his nearly 600 employees would do it permanently. And while this may sound like something only a Silicon Valley startup could do, right now, Businesses across America are considering a shorter work week to combat burnout and stop people quitting altogether. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Friday, January 21st. Coming up on the show, the four-day work week. Could it happen? This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. Over the years, there's been lots of talk about a four-day work week in countries around the world, from Denmark to Australia. Today we will find out whether a four-day work week is only for hippies, lazy people. We're glued to this nine-to-five, five-day week, 19th-century construct. I discovered the power of Wednesday six years ago when I stopped going to work on Wednesdays. Will it be the choice of productivity and profit? Or is it the choice of time and people? Our colleague Patrick Thomas has been reporting on the four-day work week and looking at efforts around the world to put it into practice. There was a study in Iceland where they reduced the working hours a week. Basically, Iceland's government ran the trials between 2015 and 2019 after their unions in the country called for shorter work weeks. And what they found during this was overall work output didn't dip in most workplaces and in some cases improved. So the upshot here is that in Iceland, they found that people were more efficient. They found that people were happier and their output improved when they worked 32 hours rather than 40 hours a week. While some countries have been experimenting with working less, Americans have been working more. 
According to a Gallup poll, over the past two decades, the length of the average American workday has increased by nearly an hour and a half. And the pandemic has led millions of employees in the U.S. to rethink their relationship with work. People are quitting their jobs at higher rates than ever. All of these different things, the stress, the burnout. And then on top of that, you have this labor shortage where there's just not enough workers to go around. Labor shortages are hitting companies from hospitals to hotels, supermarkets to airlines. So employers have been coming up with creative ways to keep workers. It's just kind of a wild set of circumstances that have come together to upend the way we work. And in all of that comes this idea of a four-day work week. Maybe that this can be kind of a silver bullet to solve the problems of retention or solve the issues of recruitment, solve some of our stress problems. You know, it's, it's an idea that some people are willing to try. How is it working right now for these companies? It's kind of a mixed bag. One company, this market research consulting firm called Alter Agents, tried a four-day work week last summer to try and give more manageable schedules during the pandemic. And what they would do was employees would select different days off than their coworkers. So they would kind of have a rotation of people working. But it did not quite work. They ditched it after 10 weeks. What happened? Well, the extra day off, it caused some tension between employees. It made scheduling events and meetings more difficult. Some employees would start volunteering to work during their extra day off, and that would cause resentment between people. As the CEO put it, it frayed the team culture. Think about it. If somebody is working their day off every week and you're taking your time off, you suddenly look like the less productive employee compared to the person who's working on their supposed day off. And then you have tensions brewing between different areas of the company and it just backfired completely. And instead, to solve their issue, they just gave everybody an extra day off for each month that they could take off, just one extra day a month. Is the fact that companies are experimenting with this, that they are trying to rethink how and when their employees work, does this show a crack in that American culture of working longer and harder evermore? I think so. I think it really does. We're having this conversation again for the first time in a while. The pandemic has really changed the conversations about the way we work. And this is just one more thing that is coming out of it. And that's the idea of can we adjust how long we work, how long we should work? Can we be more productive in fewer hours? A lot of people would say it's good to have these conversations. But will it stick in the mainstream? I don't know. We have a tendency to kind of revert back to overworking and five days a week, 40 hours a week. It's hard to envision it. I mean, Richard Nixon had predicted the four-day work week would actually take hold and that that would be the thing of the future. Now, we know for a fact that did not happen and probably the opposite happened. We ended up working more. So if you're predicting a four-day work week now, the history doesn't exactly side with you. But it's possible. It's possible. After the break, we talked to the Bolt CEO on how he made a four-day work week possible. (laughs) 
This episode is brought to you by Vonage. With Vonage Video API, your developers can easily create custom video experiences tailored to your business. Enhance every conversation with live video, whether it's delivering faster tech support, improving customer service, or enabling interactive meetings and events. Unlock the true video potential of your business. Discover how at Vonage.com. This episode is brought to you by Citizen M. There's no better feeling than finishing work for the day, sipping an ice-cold soda, and nuzzling down into a Citizen M bed. Recharge your brain and batteries at Citizen M Hotels. They're in the tech cities, Menlo Park, Miami, Austin, New York, San Francisco, where people like you work, sleep, and play. Book now at citizenm.com slash the journal. How would you describe your work life? Are you waking up in the morning and working immediately? I say I live a CEO monk lifestyle. Ryan Breslow is 27 years old, and he founded Bolt to make online checkouts faster. Last week, the company was valued at $11 billion. What is the CEO monk life? I'm very into mindfulness, meditation, yoga. And so my philosophy is to stay as balanced as I possibly can. I wake up, I do yoga, I meditate. Literally balanced in yoga, right? Literally, right? Ryan says one of the key reasons he wanted to try a four-day work week was to attract and retain staff. I already had an inclination that people needed more days off because we were going through an incredible growth spurt and COVID was impacting everyone's lives. So I gave everyone a wellness day on a Friday. That went so well. The next week, I'm like, I'm like, the next three Fridays are wellness days. And then I had the idea you know, kind of a couple weeks into that, that we should just make this permanent. Because the wellness days were so well-received. And I was like, why isn't this the default? I don't think five days is healthy for society or for our people. And that that led to the shift. And and I never wanted to work a Friday again. (laughs) No, no, who does? Right. Ryan got his way. And last September, the company began a three-month trial of a shorter work week. Everyone was given Friday off. Employees were encouraged to set an out-of-office. And unless there was an emergency, no meetings were scheduled. So one of your employees made a YouTube video about the pilot and said that it had, quote, nuked their calendar. So what I did was I canceled all my meetings. To me, they didn't feel like work. But when I looked on the calendar, they were actually taking a lot of time. I realized that after nuking my calendar, I had so much more time to just heads down code. And for that, I was so grateful. Is there a risk that working fewer hours leaves less time to build connections or focus on culture? It does leave less time to work. So that forces anybody to get really conscious about what they're spending their time on, right? And so you start to second-guess meetings that you thought were important. You start to figure out how to send an email to replace a meeting do something in a collaborative document to replace a meeting, you start to get smarter with how you work and you start to get smarter with how you socialize. Ryan says that the trial did present some operational issues. 
For instance, some employees who were customer-facing couldn't always have Fridays off. Were there any people at Bolt or any of your employees who, who resisted it, who gave you pushback? There was a little bit. You know, I think some investors who have money behind the business are like, you know, are you going to continue producing results when everyone's working four days, right? They have millions of dollars into your business. So I think they were a little nervous. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, dude, you just took our money and now you're like (laughs) putting the brakes on. Yeah, they're a little nervous. So this was a hard governance call to make and hard political call to make with investors. But we have a progressive board and, you know, there was a little resistance, but everybody came around and said, you know, this is worth it. And there was a lot of discussion, like, is there a middle ground? And I was like, no, we got to go all in. Bolt says its surveys at the end of the pilot showed that staff were positive about working a four-day week. 94% said they wanted the program to continue, while 86% said they were more efficient with their time. Most companies are working like cows, slow grazing, repetitive tasks, very little urgency. Whereas when you work like a lion, you're on the hunt. And so it's short, intense bursts of high energy, high focus time. We found that most people thrive in that environment, right? They want to come in, they want to be fully focused, they want to be unleashed, and then they want to go home to their family and relax and do other things. So, at the start of the year, Bolt made an announcement. New at 11, a live look from San Francisco, where a major tech company has just become the first to permanently introduce a four-day work week. E-commerce startup Bolt making the switch after employees said it made them more productive. What will it take for this domino effect you talk about, for this to become more of a mainstream way to run work? We already are seeing the domino effect, right? I think it only takes one company, seriously. So now there is a tangential company in our space, Signify. They made the switch. We saw Panasonic also make the switch. And here's the thing, especially in Silicon Valley, the talent war is very intense. So when one company does something very favorable for its employees. Other companies almost need to copy it to compete. Otherwise, they start losing out on top talent. And so I think there's going to be a huge domino effect for tech companies first. And then we will see other industries follow. How replicable do you think this is for other companies? It feels like you, as a startup, as a small place run by a founder, you can do it, but can the rest of corporate America? On May 6, 1954, Roger Bannister broke the four-minute mile barrier, which was previously thought to be impossible. And since then, hundreds of people have broken it. But most of us mortals haven't. (laughs) Well, what matters is that somebody has shown it's possible. And we've pulled off four-day workweek in our highest growth year ever and believe that it was critical to pulling it off. And so, 
you know, most companies really struggle with scaling, right? They have a lot of growing pains. This has been a key ingredient to allowing us to scale so smoothly. So I say if we could do it with all these growing pains, others should be able to as well. I think it really takes a company like us to start the domino effect, just like Roger Bannister did with the four minute mile. Do you run a four minute mile? No, I actually hate running. <laughs> <laughs> That's all for today, Friday, January 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Your hosts are Ryan Knudsen and me, Kate Leinbaugh. The show is produced by Annie Baxter, Catherine Brewer, Pia Godkari, Rachel Humphreys, Brendan Klinkenberg, Matt Kwong, Annie Minoff, Laura Morris, Afif Nasuli, Enrique Perez de la Rosa, Sarah Platt, Alan Rodriguez Espinosa, Willa Rubin, Kayla Stokes, and Annie Rose Strasser, with help from Marilyn Fletcher. Our engineers are Griffin Tanner and Nathan Singapak. Our theme music is by So Wiley. Additional music this week from Bobby Lord, Peter Leonard, and Blue Dot Sessions. Fact checking by Nicole Pasulka. Thanks for listening. See you Monday.